Drums, please. Yo, brother. Yo, brother. What is good? What's up, everybody? We got episode 10, the big one zero. Man, what a ride it's been. Yeah, it's, it's been great. But thank you all for, for sticking with us this long. You know, hopefully you're still with us at uh, 100. You haven't totally given up on us by then in our garbage takes. But uh, we're happy to have you guys. It's been fun for us so far. NC, start us off. What we got today for topics, baby? So we'll get it started with the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Mr. Will Smith. You know, I've been seeing a lot of um, things online, a lot of shaming, a lot of videos. I'm sure everyone's aware uh, recently Jada Pickett-Smith came out and said she had an affair. Sam, do you know who it was? Was it with someone famous or just some? Yeah, uh, August Alsina. Okay. I think he's a rapper, I think. R&B singer, rapper, yeah. Okay, okay. all right, yeah. So, I don't know much about him, but right. uh, apparently this was going on a while ago. They took a break, um, but they weren't fully split up, and they both agreed it was okay to, like, sleep with other people. Um, but for some reason, Jada's getting blasted here because I guess this guy was really making an impact, like, on, on their relationship and shit. Um, and now just poor Will Smith is just getting dragged across the Internet right now. Yeah, I mean, he, he's, he's, he's the king of memes right now from what I've been seeing. But also, too, in fairness, it's been reported that, that they had an open relationship for a very long time, even before this. You know, I think there were rumors that Will Smith and Margot Robbie at one point um, were swinging. Um, you know, so it's just interesting that it finally took this guy, August something, blah, blah, blah. Um, right. Kind of bring it to, to people's attention a little bit. But overall, I just, you know, I'm not that surprised, I guess. Yeah, you know, I feel like a lot of celebrities probably have some sort of an agreement like this. But it is funny to see, like, I guess how the internet works. Because right now, like, Twitter, is, it's hardcore team Will. Fuck mm -hmm. Jada, it seems like. Like, even yeah. though they were both fucking around, everyone seems to be up against Jada right now. But it is kind of funny. I don't know if you saw this clip on her show. It's called The Red Table, for those who don't know. Uh, Will was kind of asking her about it, and she did, like, the classic fuckboy move where Will was like, so what was going on here? And uh, Jada was like, well, me and August were having, like, an entanglement. You know, like, just what, wouldn't tell Will straight up, like, we were fucking. Like, we were straight up right. getting after it. She was like, ah, you know, we were seeing each other. We, we were having an entanglement, which right. I, I thought was, like, I, every fuckboy in America right now, like, took out their notebook and wrote that down. Like, I got to use that later. That was just an all-time line. 
and poor Will just, have, you know, getting dragged but with that ass line, uh, you know, in front of millions of people. Yeah. Um, like I said, I think it's just interesting to see, like, you, you know, it's interesting to see how the internet works. You know, what I'm more curious of what's interesting to me in situations like this is like, you know, they have kids that are pretty popular. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. Willow Smith. Um, what's the son's name? Uh, I don't know. He's a weird fucking guy. He's always tweeting crazy shit. Yeah. So the, the oldest I can't son, remember his name, though. Yeah, he's famous, too. You know what I mean? So I'm yeah. interested to see how the dynamic works, as, you know, as kids, right? How, how does that make them feel? That's what I'd be a little bit more interested in. It's just like, you know, if you know your parents are doing this, like, where do you draw the line? Do you say something? I, I feel like that's more interesting than, you know, stuff that has been going on for years between Will and Jada. Well, how do you think, like, how do you think, you know, Sunday dinner was after all this news broke? Like, the whole family sitting around the table? That's got to be terribly uncomfortable. I don't – do you address it if you're one of the kids? I don't know if I would. I think I would just let it slide. I'd be pretending like it never happened. I would be doing everything in my power to deny that this was going on. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think it's just very uncomfortable and, you know, swinging ain't for everybody. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I'll probably say. Is. Yeah, and it sounds like even if it is, it doesn't end up working out if you're famous. So uh, maybe quit fucking around like that. Unless it's your thing, I guess. Whatever, fuck it. But uh, be wary. You know, it, it can come back and bite you in the ass, as we see right now with the, the Smith family. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see. I think right now it's nothing else is really going on in the world. So this is taking up the Twitter world. But, you know, we'll, we'll change the subject a little something, a little bit more positive. We're going to talk about the NBA bubble and kind of, you know, it coming back into the sports world. You know, a couple of weeks ago, Sam and I said that we don't like sports anymore and that we like to read books, kind of. Uh, maybe not in that tone, but you guys know what we're talking about. So, Sam, We what like do you to think? pretend we read. Yeah, or know how to read. Sam, what right. do you think about, you know, this whole NBA bubble thing and kind of what you've been seeing or hearing so far? So a couple of stories grabbed my attention that, for me, I think this bubble situation is hilarious. First, we had the first girl come public to say that she has been invited to the bubble um, to get to shtupping with one of the players. We don't know who the player was or what's going on, um, but she did publicly announce on Twitter that she's she got invited to the bubble to get, you know, as Marvin Gaye says, let's get it on. Um and then in connection with that, there was also another viral video of the bunch of the players shotgunning beers from their rooms or the pool or wherever they were. Uh, and basically what, what this is shaking out to be is uh, like it's like a big locker room. You know, it's a bunch of guys trapped in like a, a massive bubble for how, who knows how long, however long they stay alive in the, this tournament playoff setup they got. And uh, this is the kind of shit you're going to get going on. No one can keep it in their pants. Guys are just yugging beers. It, it's an all time. It's it's the world's biggest locker room right now. Um, so I'm excited. All of these are just developments right now. I can't wait to see as it keeps unfolding. I, I guarantee more girls are going to come out and go public with the invitations I got to the bubble. Um, and then especially there's going to be some sort of a COVID outbreak uh, from all of the the shit going on behind the scenes that we don't get to see. So I'm personally very excited to let the bubble keep unfolding. Because a bunch of dudes with a bunch with too much money and too much time on their hands is only going to lead to gold, entertainment gold. So I cannot wait for to see what comes from it. So far, it's been great. Um, I think it's setting up for some fantastic Twitter drama. Yeah, I mean, I think 
that it is very funny, um, you know, in regards to, you know, like J.J. Redick and I believe Myers Leonard were the two guys, like, shotgunning beers at, like, 3, 3 p.m. And also, too, kind of like, I guess the coaches and the teams are okay with that, right? I mean, I haven't yeah. heard any backlash about, like, oh, you can't be doing this. Even when, you know, when the regular season was going on before this whole outbreak, you know, players would get in trouble for going out to clubs. You know what I mean? I think yeah. it's not as intense, but it's still something in the same realm. So it looks like everyone's a little bit more loose um, in regards to this. Um, I did see, which is, I guess, good that they're taking this serious, but also two very funny. Um, one NBA player, I think it was uh, Rashawn Holmes from the Sacramento Kings, ordered, I think, Postmates, and he, yeah. like, went across – to the Disney like campus or the bubble. And since he, he got the food, now he's suspended 10 days and has to quarantine and can't do anything. You're picking up like Grubhub or Postmates. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you got to appreciate it. They're taking all the necessary steps, but unfortunately, I mean, I think this is going to cut through the NBA regardless of what people are doing. Uh, it's just like, a, it's not a matter of if, but when. Right. Uh, so, I mean, whatever. I, Good for him, I guess. They're good for the NBA, I guess, taking action and taking COVID seriously and shit. But at the end of the day, really, let's be honest, it's not going to do anything. And if the NBA doesn't want people doing this, they should serve better food. Uh, from the pictures I've seen online, it, it seems like they're really – these guys are multimillionaires and they're getting dogged in their meals. For any uh, – you know, average Joe Schmuckatelli, the meals I saw would be fine for me and you. We'd probably bitch about it, but it wouldn't be the end of the world. For NBA players, though, these guys – you got they're used to a certain level of comfort. You got to take care of them a little bit more. Put them in a situation where they don't have to go get Postmates. You know what I mean? Yeah. I also, too, like, I feel like if I was an NBA owner, like, I would invest in some money in, like, getting a chef or a nutritionist somewhere on site. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think. 100%. Yeah. I, I feel like that would probably be the better option and be like, hey, NBA, you give us X amount of money. NBA teams that are in the bid will give, give us X amount of dollars. And meet somewhere in the middle so everyone doesn't fucking complain um, about how horrendous the food is. I mean, also, um, at the end of the day, these guys are – they're lucky to, to make millions. And is the food that bad for millionaires? Maybe. But let's be honest, it's not terrible. So, um, you know, I'm either or when I hear that stuff. The thing that I do want to mention, uh, my last opinion about this NBA bubble, for those um, – who want to see great, you know, footage, follow the, uh, an NBA legend, J.R. Smith. He has been going crazy on IG Live. I've seen some of those videos. He seems to be losing his mind. Hilarious. Definitely, definitely great content for more NBA bubble stuff. So definitely go check that out. I will say the one thing I like about this guy sneaking in food is it's one of those moments where you're like, you know, they're just like us, you know, because this is something I would do. You know, like if I was at a sleepaway camp and they had ass food and Uber Eats was around, you know my fat ass would be calling in some Donnie's at like 2 a.m. trying to get a Big Mac snuck into, you know, football camp or something. That, that's an all-time move. So I appreciate it. Nothing but respect for that guy. There you have it. So last, last topic um, – that we want to talk about before we get into the segments is something very relatable um, for the summer season. Uh, something that I feel like happens a lot in, in society 
um, and it's cocktail shaming. Sam, why don't you tell us a little bit more about this? Yeah, so you and me had like a little bit of a, like a parallel thinking this weekend. Uh, I had written this down on our notes on like, I think it was Friday or something. And you had texted me on Sunday, to, uh, you know, asking about the same question. And uh, I guess my point is I was, at, I was out getting drinks and I was looking through the menu and there were a few drinks that I thought looked really nice, you know, some fruity right. drinks. And right. I was like, ah, it's the summer. I'm going to get them. And I did feel a little bit of shame, you right. know, internally. No one was shaming me publicly, but I felt a little embarrassed. And I was like, ah, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't get it. And then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. If I like these drinks, I'm going to order them. No shame in that game. I'm, you know, I'm not going to let some, some weird sense of, of pride stop me from getting something that's probably fucking delicious. And I went ahead and pulled the trigger. I got an Aperol spritz, and it had a popsicle in it. And wow. it was fucking delicious. It was, it was great. You know, it was a light summer drink, cooled me down. And then when I was done, I had a, a popsicle that was sitting in the drink. So what I'm kind saying, of popsicle? I got to be honest. I don't really – raspberry maybe? cranberry i don't know it's some kind of it was a dark berry i don't know what kind but uh i i'm saying no more cocktail shaming for the fellas i think fellas are the biggest victims of this you know i think there's a lot of pressure to grab a beer or you know a liquor just neat right uh you know which those i will say that my two favorite drinks in the world uh alcoholic wise is like a whiskey rocks or a beer but right. every now and then, I like to get a little crazy, order something off a cocktail menu, something right. that looks like it's, yeah, something that looks fun, you know? Uh, and so I'm tired. I'm saying no more shaming cocktails for the fellas. Get what you want to get. Drink what you want to drink, especially during the summer when it's hot as fuck and you need something to right. cool down. Yeah. You know, you, to, to give my uh, side of the story, um, I texted Sam, you know, on Sunday. I was out to dinner. You know, I was sitting outside. Of course, I was wearing a mask. You know, and I saw I saw an Aperol spritz on the menu, and I was like, "Huh, I would really like this." But in my mind, I was like, "I don't know. I I feel like people are no one's actually no one was going to judge me." But inside, I had this fighting demons. Wow. Right, you can hear that. You hear that? Those are <laughs> the demons. That's a, that's the demons, and a little preview at SG <laughs> on the road while recording. There's a little uh, look behind the curtains for the listeners. Um, so I said, you know what? I, the demons got to me in the first round and I got a bourbon on the rocks, you know, which is fine. I, I like to yeah. do that. Um, but it is the summertime, you know, I think it was a little bit more laid back outdoor spot. Um, so after I finished the, the, the bourbon on the rocks, I said, you know what? I'm going to get the Aperol spritz. Because like Sam said, it's very refreshing. It's delicious. It's something also that you can't get as much in the winter or spring or fall. You know what I mean? It's a summertime drink. You're, you're really not drinking that many throughout the summer, you know, for the most part. So, you know, I'm glad we're saying the same because I feel like a lot of people are in, are in fear of getting drinks that they want to get. You know what I mean? A hundo P. It's like it's like your your summer treat. Something to look forward right. to once the weather turns. Similar to like I don't know. They got like spiked hot chocolate in the winter. You know what I mean? It's I just never one heard thing that. You're like, that oh, very good. good. Is it? Do with like a peppermint vodka and a hot chocolate. Wow, fantastic. Is it? Is that John cold or hot? Hot. You gotta have a piping hot, a little peppermint li so, liquor of any kind. Hot, like what you it. put it in the microwave? Like how does that? So I just make a normal hot chocolate, however you prefer. Oh, okay. You know, I, 
and then just and then you mix in whatever you could put in. I've even seen it with Bailey's, and then oh, they'll wow. also do a peppermint liquor. Wow! Either one, it's it's a fantastic little treat. Wow! But, it's ninety five degrees right now. We're both where we're at, and I think I would demolish one of those right now. Oh, dude, with a little whipped cream and you know maybe some cinnamon or something on the top. Oh, crushed just to make candy it look nice. cane. Oh <laughs> yeah. It, it, you know, same idea. It's one of those drinks you're like, I shouldn't be drinking this. I'm a man. And in reality, we're not men. So it's, you know, we just got to get over that. Everyone move past that. Just get the drink you want to get. No such thing as cocktail shaming. Indulge in whatever you want and treat yourself every season. If you got a special drink you like and can only get that time of year. Say, why don't we tell us, you know, a little off, off the curve here, you know, three cocktail drinks that people would get embarrassed to get that are some of your favorites and my favorites. You know, I feel like a lot of times people just want to know like where, where, where we kind of drew the line. Now the line is, you know, it's over. We're crossing that sure. line. It's a race. Everybody get what they want to win. Um, and also too, I also want to mention like, even with seltzers, you know, like I think it's still kind of a little bit, one of those things where if you're a fella, you shouldn't be drinking that. Yeah, there's definitely a, a sense of shame around it. But i got to be honest, I'm over it. I fuck with seltzers hard. I'm a big pineapple high noon guy. For sure. But uh, Best you know, it's just right like now. Another, it's, it's just another easy drinking, co- you know, uh, seltzer, cocktail, whatever you want to call it, to drink during the summer. You know, when you don't want to feel as heavy, you don't want to get the meat sweats going. You know, you want to just cool it down and you don't want to feel as bloated. But my, my top three cocktails at the moment that, I, that I'm into – one, the Aperol Spritz, as we had talked about. Right. My second, I've gotten into hardcore recently, Espresso Martini. I didn't wow. think I would enjoy it. I really like it. I had one with bourbon the other day, and it was fantastic. Um, and, you know, I will say the, the glass that Martini's come in is a gigantic pain in the ass. But, uh, you know, you're always worried about spilling it. But other than that, it's a fantastic drink. And then my third one is going to be a mojito. I always oh. find that very refreshing. I don't order it as often, but I like mm-hmm. them a lot. Right. That's a you? You got any, are there any honorable mentions that I missed? You know, for myself, I'm definitely putting espresso martini on my list. I mean, I think it's just a great cocktail drink in general. Um, you know, after dinner, you know, maybe like a, a little after dinner drink, you know, 11, 12 o'clock. I think you get a little bit of boost. If you still want to keep it rolling, you'll get that from the espresso. You look a little, like sophist- a little sophisticated. I think it's a, a great drink um, if done correctly. I'm going to – my two next ones are going to be ones that are frozen drinks. I've been in a big frozen drink um, kick recently. Is, oh, yeah. Um, You're speaking my language. A strawberry daiquiri. Man, I haven't had one of those in a minute. You need to. For those, don't be ashamed. Everyone, drink a strawberry daiquiri. It's very refreshing. Frozen drinks are the way to go. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of places right now, if you live in a major city, they're doing like the to-go cocktails. You know, at least I know they are in Philadelphia. So, you know, what I'll do usually, if it's like a Tuesday or Thursday, um, I want to get my steps in. I'll walk like two and a half miles to this outdoor bar, and I'll get a frozen drink. And I'm, you know, I'm having a nice cocktail, but I'm also getting, you know, some steps in getting some calories, you know, burning yeah. some calories. A hundred percent. I'm more of a pina colada guy. Myself. Oh, that was good. That was going to be my, uh, going to be my next, uh, cocktail is a pina colada, which is unbelievable. 
Oh, they're fantastic. And I guess the other honorable mention one has got to be margarita. But I feel like there's less shame around the margarita. For some reason, that feels more acceptable. Yeah, I I don't know why. I, I don't think I, – I, I wouldn't even put that in one of those, like, uh, drinks that I'd feel embarrassed about, you know. I think maybe you start to, like, think about it if you get, like, a, a frozen, crazy, super sweet flavor one. But I – Oh, I, yeah. I will say well, my favorite bars – in terms of themes wise i love tiki bars so i've learned to move past the shame pretty quickly because i think tiki drinks are hilarious uh and also delicious but i agree with you there's some there's some kind of threshold it's like uh, margaritas in anything over that line seems to be where you start getting that judgmental zone but i'm saying no more shame drink freely fellas get what you want to get try what you want to try no shame in that game we support you yep so what do you got for us next, baby? We got hot takes with hot cakes. You know, we'll kick it off with um I don't even know how I would really describe this um <laughs> statement. I don't even really understand what I even said, but I'm gonna say it. Hopefully you guys can understand it more than I can. But a salad is always better when you buy it versus when you make it yourself. I agree with you 100%. When you said it, I was right there with you all the way. You know, I, I've i been trying to eat healthier recently, so I've been throwing together a lot of salads on my own, and right. I always feel like I'm fucking it up somehow. And I, I think I've cracked the code. I think what it is is I'm trying to make a healthy salad. I'm normally – I'm used to eating some kind of shitty salad out at a restaurant where they, like, dump a fuck ton of croutons and all the good shit on it. You know, dr- basically – it's a way for me to eat dressing is right. what it is. Uh, and I, I think it's hard to, to replicate that in your house, you know, because if you're trying to eat a little lighter, maybe you're just going to do a lighter vinaigrette. There's going to be a lot more veggies in there. Let's focus on the stuff that you might enjoy a little bit more. It just never seems to come out right. Uh, so I agree with you 100%. Much easier and much more delicious to buy a salad out and about, at, you know, whatever, sweet green, honey grow, any, chopped, any place like that um, than it is to make one yourself. Yeah, I, I don't really know why we have these struggles with making salads. Um, you know, I would say that Sam and I are, are very good cooks, you know, definitely can handle our own. But when it comes to salad, we're just a bunch of jabronis, and I don't really understand why. I think the issue that I have is the, the ratios of the fillings to the lettuce is always just way off. You know what I mean? Because I think when you're right. at home, you're like, ah, oh, this is a salad. I want to have everything in it. I want all the veggies, all this. But it just doesn't work because it's just way too much. You know, so I I think that's where I struggle. And also, too, I think for anyone listening, you know, Griddle Gang, please let us know. I think the biggest game changer is a salad spinner. I think that's what makes a great homemade salad. I don't have a salad spinner, but I think that's where we're going in the wrong direction. Now, this is a dumb question. What, what does a salad spinner do? I thought it was just for drying off the greens. Is it, can you toss salad in there? I, Fellas, you know I, what I'm talking about? I believe you can toss the salad <laughs> if you take the spinner off. But, yeah, I think a lot of times, too, is if you, uh, you don't dry the lettuce, you're going to get – everything is going to get soggy, and then you'll get that condensation at the end of the bowl. Ah, uh, okay. All right. And I, I just – I don't know. Like I said, I don't really fucking know how to make a good salad at home. And I just – I don't know why. And it bothers me. And I, I – I, we can't keep talking about this one subject. But I will have to say, 
the, the actual tossing of the salad gets quite messy. It's, it's a dangerous game. I feel like I'm getting shit everywhere. You know, I'm spilling all over the counter. And, you know, it, it's kind of – it's a disaster, which kind of – it turns me away from wanting to make any more salads. So, uh, just for anyone wondering, tossing salad can get messy. So, toss your salad with care. That is, that is accurate. That is It accurate. applies to more than one meter. It does. Um, but uh, what do you got next for us? Next one, I know you already dislike it. I'm excited to say it. I think it will definitely bring some buzz, you know, into uh, how much people don't like what I have to say. But Mexican food is overrated. I hate this fucking take. It's well, let me, let me it's explain been, what I'm going to say all first. All right, all right, all right. You know, go ahead. Go ahead. I do enjoy Mexican food, you know, whether it's tacos, burritos, rice. You sound like Kanye right now. Right. But it's not in like, it's not in my top four. You know, overall, I don't think it would, it would crack my top four of types of foods that I would, would eat. You know, it's kind of maybe probably top 10, but it's not definitely cracking my top four. And that's what I mean by overrated. You know, I think a lot of people put Mexican food as, you know, one or two. A lot of times, and I, I just I can't get behind that. So I'll let I, you counter now. This is just horrific. I think the biggest issue with Mexican food is it's been bastardized by Tex-Mex, which I think takes what? away from what makes Mexican food fantastic. I personally love it. It's in my top three without a doubt uh, for a few different re- reasons. One, the variety. Like, I'm not – I think a lot of people think Mexican food, they're like, ah, it's like meat, beans, and rice. No, 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 no. It's not always this like heavy dish. And it's not always the same thing every single time. You got to expand your horizons. They cover it all. They do great fish dishes, fantastic jobs with pork and, and, uh, and steak and, you know, beef, things like that. And it's going outside of what you think you know about it, not just the fajitas and enchiladas and this. Go try other things like mole or the different ways they'll prepare fish. Like you got to go outside of the, the part of the menu you look at at a Mexican restaurant. You know, it, it's so much more than what you would think it is. And the reach is so much greater. So I, I think it's a terrible take. I fucking love Mexican food. I'm convinced in another life I was a Mexican person because I have such a love for their culture and their food hits so close to my heart. You know, I have a hard time not believing that I'm somehow connected um, to the Latino community. But it's, it's my favorite food. It upsets me. It's not in your top three. I, I think it's just the greatest. It's a terrible take. I, I just cannot, uh, cannot agree, disagree with you more. Well, you know, I'm, I have no problem with what you said, but it's still not going to crack my top three. What would you say your top three favorite types of food would be? Oh, man. Okay, I think <sighs> – all right, I'm going to go with Italian. Okay, that's in mind. Then I'm going to go Mexican. Okay. And then my third is tough. It's going to be somewhere in Asia. I'm having a hard time figuring out where I want to land in Asia. I think I'm going to go Chinese for my third. So I'm going to go Italian, Mexican, Chinese in no particular order. All right. What about you? What do you got? I'm definitely going Filipino food one. Of course. Shout out to the homeland. I would go Italian probably two. You know, third is a toss-up. I would probably say either Chinese or, you know, what I think a lot of people might who, who might not actually know that the difference is 
but Peruvian food. Uh, Peruvian food slaps. It's real good. You know, I, I think I would go along more of those lines. I don't know why. Maybe it's to a point where if I had too much Mexican food and I've, you know, overdone it maybe. And compared to Peruvian food, you know, I'll have it maybe once, twice a month sometimes. So not as right. frequent. Um, but, yeah, I just think Mexican food for me after a while, just I just get sick of it. You know, I can't really say anything else. I, I do enjoy it. You know, I wish I didn't have it as much. Um, but that's, that's, where I, that's where I stand, you know, with my take. Unfucking believable. I can't get on board with you on this one. Hey, this, this is where I leave you. One of our greatest listeners, Dana Martin, doesn't like tacos. So I'm going to say uh, Well, it's been a, a massive source of contention between the two of us. So we're working through it. That concludes our hot takes. We do have a new segment for everybody. Something that has burr, 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 burr. that has been in the back pocket for a while. Something that Sam and I have done in the past, even just before we recorded the podcast. It is the new segment, ladies and gentlemen, Q-T-N-A, questions that need answers. Just a bunch of random dumb thoughts that pop through our heads throughout the day that we'll shot down or even kind of talk about on the phone just for 35 minutes about who knows what. But we're excited, you know, kind of just a little food for thought per se. So um, the first QTNA, Sam, is something that you brought to my attention. Is a watch the most important accessory for a man? Yeah, you know, I – I noticed this, I guess this weekend would be what really stuck out to me. Uh, I was walking around, I was down this wonderful town in Virginia called Middleburg. If you, anyone lives in the area, go check it out. It's a great place. But, uh, and I noticed, I saw a lot of guys who didn't, were, who were like, just weren't rocking a watch at all. Uh, and it almost, to me, I was like, it, it's the same thing as walking around naked. It was jarring. Um, and I think my point is like, every guy should have, you know, I would say two to three watches. And I'm not saying they have to be crazy expensive. It's fine. Go to TJ Maxx and find an affordable one. Or if you got the money, go spend on something nice like a Shinola watch or something, you know, something like that, depending on what your budget is. But you should have a good two to three watches that will go with a few different fits. You know, have, maybe have one that's a little more formal. You know, you can rock with a suit. Maybe have another one that's like more of an everyday watch you can wear to work with like a button-up and a nice pair of slacks. You know, you can also dress it down for a weekend when you're out with some friends, whatever it is. And then I'd maybe say a third for like an active wear watch. Maybe it tracks like your steps or something. But I think it's good to have three watches and you should always be rocking it unless maybe uh, there's a few exceptions. I think if you're like, you know, if you're at a pool or a beach or a lake, I don't think you need a watch. But any other time, you got to be rocking a timepiece on you. You know, it looks nice. It can, it can really add something to an outfit. You might not think it does because it's small, but I'm telling you, it helps round out your whole look. It's going to make you look sharp. You're not going to be sorry you did this. Yeah, I think, I think for the most part, I would have to agree. I don't really see any other accessory um, that would be as valuable as a watch. I'll be honest, maybe a belt. Maybe a belt, but I think that's yeah. just, that just comes, that comes with the territory. That, like, that is a must-have for the most part. Um, sure. But definitely a watch. Uh, myself, I have just two months ago have gotten an Apple Watch, and I am completely obsessed with it um, in the aspect of it tracks all my fitness and active calories, and you can do a lot of fun things and compete with your friends, and I guarantee I will smoke anyone um, when it comes to that. 
but that's a different subject. But it also is nice. You can have um, your your text messages. You can have emails. So you get a little bit of everything. You know, your um, you could pay electronically. Um, I think that's really nice. Say, hey, you have a what a Garmin watch as well. I got a Garmin watch. I've had it for almost two years now, and same thing. I absolutely love this thing. Uh, it, you know, keeps, it, it updates you on all your shit. If you get an email, a phone call or something, it'll, it'll ping my, my watch here, uh, tracks everything from like golf, running, swimming, anything, it, you know, so it's great. I love this, but you know, along that same vein, I also have one for when I'm going out on the weekends. I mm-hmm. have one if I'm rocking a suit and I, you know, so it's, it's good. It's just another addition. And I would say adding to your belt, uh, point, I also agree. It's, it's definitely up there, uh, in terms of, uh, accessories for fellas. But, you know, make sure you have a nice uh, assortment of belts as well. Don't be the guy who just has one ratty belt. I've seen that guy before. It's not good. You look like an unmade bed. Also, another, like, good thing, if you – a good little tip. If you're rocking a belt that's made out of canvas, you've gone the wrong way. Yeah, I've seen some of them, and they look terrible. You know, your belt, your belt should not be sagging below your waistline. I've seen some guys have too much slack. It drops a little. It looks terrible. You look like an unmade bed. Stick to leather, get one everyday belt, one formal belt, and maybe a third. You know, something a little, a little different to throw in the mix. Um, but I would agree with UNC. Maybe even a woven belt. I don't really have – I got one woven belt. It's kind of nice. But I don't wear it that often. But uh, but point, the fact of the matter is just make sure you also have a nice belt collection to add to your watches. Yeah. Uh, I think belts are something, too, that are very affordable. You know, and, and you, you, no one really knows for the most part, unless you're wearing a designer belt, which is sometimes really nice, but at the same time, it's unnecessary. But right. uh, just a nice brown leather belt. And make sure you may, maybe get two that are different shades. You know, I do like a nice light brown belt. It, it, it adds a little pop to sometimes your, um, to your outfit or um, a darker brown, depending on the colors that you're wearing. Maybe even a navy blue belt, you know? Um, right. So just something, just something to think about. Same thing with watches. You know, there, there are tons of watches that you can get on the low that are nice. And um, pick up on these small things. I think it goes back to what we talked about. Forget what episode, but, you know, the Ten Commandments, right? Investing in yourself. You know, for myself, I have an Apple Watch. And one of the things that I've been doing um, a lot, and I should probably stop because I have an addiction, is buying watch bands. So, you know, I'll have a bunch of different colors, and it's the same Apple Watch, but these watch bands are like $8. You know what I right. mean? So I, have, I probably have like six or seven now, red, blue, green, dark blue, I have pink. And then you can even get one that's like, um, like a, a, gold, a gold one, you know, like a gold watch. Right. Uh, so, you know, those things, just find ways to be creative, and I think it will, it will definitely pay off for it. I've got a nice uh, tip, I guess, that, that aligns with what we're talking about now that I personally follow. Uh, you know, like once – I know I'm, a, I'm good for like a suit occasion at least right. once a year. Um, and I try to always – I try once a year whenever I do have to suit up. The week before, I'll go buy an accessory to add to my repertoire. You know, and I only do it once a year. So maybe it'll be like, you know what, I'm going to get a nice new shirt this year. Or I'm going to get a new belt. Maybe uh, collar stays or I don't know, anything. But right. it's nice because it's a good pocket way to slowly – Yeah, pocket square, tie, anything, a new pair of socks that go with the suit, anything like that. It's a good way of slowly building up your artillery, uh, artillery when it comes to formal wear. Um, and, you know, after a few years, you look at what you got, you know, you got a nice, nice setup for you. 
So I would do that. Invest once a year, invest in some kind of formal, formal attire um, addition. You know what I mean? Right. Rightfully so. Next QT&A is something that is a great debate for, for many years. Um, and I think it's something that will be a debate for a long time is, is chili a soup? What do you think? I'm going with no. I think the way, at least the way I make chili, I like throwing a bunch of shit in the chili. I don't like it very brothy. You know, I like it thicker. I'm going to call mine closer to like a stew, which I don't think technically falls under the soup line. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do not, I don't look at it as a soup and I don't really, can you buy it in a can? I don't think like chili? Campbell's sells chili. You can buy chili in a soup, not made by Campbell's. That, I think if, if Campbell's doesn't sell it in a can, that's a good indicator that it is not a soup. But I think Campbell's sells, a, like, beef stew in a yeah, can. Yeah, but that's beef stew. That's not chili. But you – so is a stew, would a stew be a soup then? I don't know. I'm looking it up now. Is a stew a soup? In my opinion, I think a chili is a soup, and I would say a stew is a, a soup because – I think there, there's different ah, types of soups. Yeah, stew falls under the soup, it looks like. Soup is a combination of any ingredients cooked in a liquid. So, exactly. So it has to be. Ah. All right. Well, then, yeah, that's, I guess it is technically a fucking soup. But I don't understand why people don't, you know, like, I don't see how people would say it wasn't if they, even if they know that. Because I feel like people do know that, but they still say that it's not a soup. Yeah, I don't know. I, I would guess it's just people haven't given as much thought to it as we have. But, I, I mean, it's there's definitely a distinction between that and, like, a chicken noodle, for sure. For sure, yeah, but, right. But, I, you know, I never, I've never really sat down and looked at the definition of what a soup is. So, I, uh -huh. you know, after doing that, I got to grade it. It is, it is, in fact, a soup, I got to say. Yeah, I mean, I, truly, also, probably top three soups in the game. Yeah, I gotta agree. I fucking love chili, and I got I need to have beans in mine. I know people get some people don't like it. I think Texas style doesn't have beans in it. Uh, I think it's just the wrong way of doing things. You gotta have beans in your chili. I like a hearty, thick chili. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's the way I go. I do like something actually. Back in the day in the office, um, I don't mean to gloat, but I was. If you're bringing chili into the office, what a crazy man. Just like that office episode where uh, what's yeah. his name? <laughs> Drops the it. trick is to pre-cook the onions. Uh, we had a chili off, and I was the winner. And let me tell you, you know, everyone made the classic traditional chili, but what they don't know is that your boy made a white chicken chili. And you know, there's there's different there's there's levels to this shit. So for those who want a different chili experience, want a little bit something that they haven't had before, you know, DM me. I will personally send you my chicken chili, chicken chili recipe award winning. And I would say another pro tip on the chili. When you're making one, throw in a little bit of a wild card meat, maybe something a little different, like a chorizo or, you know, you could even do, I don't know, like a spare rib. Uh, any, I don't know, anything you could think of that's maybe a little out there that could add yeah, a little bit of a different flavor. Venison, venison yeah, yeah. Yeah, venison would be good. I like that, too. But, you know, get creative. Go, and get this, I like Spam. This. Oh, dude, I fuck with Spam so hard. Of course Spam could go on my chili. Any day of the week, I take Spam. Yeah, that would be pretty good. Spam chili? It'd probably be pretty you electric. You probably I think couldn't I do it, it solo. 
but you probably got to, you know, with another meat and spam, probably electric bag, dude. Now, brother, hear me out. You cook your normal chili, and then you fry up some spam, dice it, and top it. Like, top okay. the chili. Like, you top it with that, and the sour cream, and the cheese. Yeah, and that, yeah. Oh, it'd probably be nice. <laughs> what I thought you were going to say is cut two pieces of ham and make a sandwich with the chili <laughs> as the inside. <laughs> and as the buns. Shout out to the KFC Double Down. No buns, only chicken. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, chili, chili is a soup, you know, top three, definitely a- ask one of us for a chili recipe. You won't regret it. No, hundred percent not. What do you got next for us, baby? Last QTNA of the day, something actually maybe of value to the griddle gang listeners is who is the songbird of our generation, Sam, you know, from us, I guess when you, I don't know from like nine, I don't even know when we would start this, but someone that people, I guess millennials, right? Would, would yeah. say is someone who is the goat, essentially. So I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but I'm thinking just this per. I'm thinking of this person's I feel like we're going to say person. We might, but I'm thinking about this person's body of work, their staying power through our childhood into adulthood, and then their ability to keep performing moving forward. My best guess at who the songbird of the generation is going to be when we're talking to our kids and grandkids, I think it's going to be Justin Bieber. Wow. I like guy, that because I'm a big, I'm a big, be, a believe, I'm a believer, right? You're a believer, huh? Hundo P, you know. I, Here's my thing. The guy's had like, he's had bangers when we were growing up. Remember that song, Baby, with Lucas? Of course. Yeah, you know what I mean? And then, I mean, Yummy was kind of an ass song. But he got a lot of respect for it because he's already a big deal. But, he, you know, he's been making good music now, recently. Right. And I feel like he's not going to stop. And it seems like since he was able to make that change from, like, innocent, you know, little kid to this, like, edgy, I don't know, young adult, right. I feel like he'll be able to find a way to make another transition you know, after he's a little, after he's grown out of this stage, I don't know what that's going to look like. You know, maybe it'll be a little bit more toned down, uh, not as like crazy or whatever, but I could see him being like the one who stays around the longest, if that makes sense. And like makes a pretty big impact. I don't think he's like fantastic or anything, but I think he just has incredible staying power. Right. I think he's fantastic for me. The most recent album. I don't know if we talked about this. Um, I didn't really like, and, you know, after the last album, Purpose, which was probably one of my favorite albums of all time, you know, he's oh, wow. got, um, what do you mean? Is sorry. Um, love yourself. Bangers after bangers. It, it's hard to make something that good again. Um, right. I'm not surprised you said that. I would, he would probably be in my, um, in someone that I would actually like that I'd want to say would be the songbird of our generation. But sure. going off of, I think pure, you know, dominance and kind of longevity of how long we've been, you know, living. And I don't like this person's music at all. You know, I might get some slack on it. I respect, I respect the music, but I'm going to say Taylor Swift. You know, I was, I was thinking that was legitimately going to say that. Right. See, that's Uh, why I thought we're on the same page. Yeah, because I thought she's kind of in a similar vein as Justin Bieber, where 
she's been around for a long time. She's had bangers in every stage of her life. And it seems like she's not going away. Like, right. It seems like, you know, she's kind of – her popularity is, like, remaining the same through, you know, through time. So I, I think the same thing. She's kind of got that similar, like, Justin Bieber feel to her. And I agree. I'm not the biggest, like – what do they call her fans? Swifties or something? Uh, brother, I have no idea. Hey, brother, I don't know. But I'm not, I'm not a huge Taylor Swift fan. You know, I guess she had some bangers when we were in, like, middle school and high school and shit. Teardrops um, on my guitar. Oh, man. Tim McGraw. Whew. Yikes. What a great – but, uh, you know, I agree. I think she's got that staying power. She's got the ability to adapt. She's got what I think it takes for, you know, for someone to, to uh, take it all the way. You know what I mean? Take yeah. it all the way through, through our adulthood. Someone we'll probably be talking about in a few years, or, you know, in years down the line when we have kids and shit. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I wanted to say Bieber because I like Bieber. Um, with Taylor Swift, I think her fan base, I feel, is stronger than Justin Bieber's, I, like, I guess. You know, I don't know right. if you think that's true. But also, too, I feel like she's done a little bit more outside of for her brand in, in good ways more than Justin Bieber has for his brand. You know, like at some That's point true. in his career, Justin Bieber was kind of just fucking around doing the wrong things, like driving like a hundred miles per hour. He was essentially like a Brad and Chad, you know? Sure. Um, and then he kind of turned it around. He got married with Haley Bieber, found himself in God. Um, so, but I think, yeah, I think Taylor Swift, what she's doing outside of music definitely helps her. Is there anyone else that you would throw in the conversation? Are we – I mean, I like – I feel like this – should we have included Beyonce? I feel like we kind of fucked that one up. I think – I think so. I think I would say Beyonce over Bieber for sure. I think it's fair to say um, her and Taylor Swift are probably up there. But for me, I like – I don't know. I feel I like Beyonce's say, though, a little bit older. Yeah, I, I, I get some of that, too. I agree. I think that's kind of like uh, – it's a little bit past our time. Even right. though she was still pretty big. Like, remember Irreplaceable and shit like that? Yeah, I mean, but, like, you know, crazy in love. But, like, Destiny's Child was, like, like middle, middle 90s, late 90s, which, like, at that time we were, what, maybe, like, five to eight years old, which, like, how much do you really, like, know music-wise? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. That's true. So we can opt them out. I was worried maybe we fucked that up. But I think, yeah, that checks out. What you know who I feel like could have, but fucked up? Like, I think Katy Perry had a chance to be, like, a Taylor Swift, but she kind of botched that. I now like Katy Perry like more than I like Taylor Swift, though. Yeah, she's good. Yeah, you know, I'm indifferent. She's like, whatever. But I feel like she could have been on pace to be that way. But you know, I think she kind of botched it. I think – Someone who I think will be in consideration, we'll see who? within the next two to three years. Someone that we've talked about on the show, and people are going to get mad. Drake? Drake. Yeah, I uh, think so. Uh, yeah, I, I was thinking about him, too, when, when you posed the question. I don't know. He's definitely a big deal. He's been making a lot of big music. He's been yeah, around it's, for a while. It's and been, then he even has, like, the nostalgia factor from Degrassi. So, you know, yeah. it's like – there's, I could see him being in talks. That would make, I, that would, I, I could understand that. There's like, there's some crazy stat. I think it was like since 2010 or 2012, Drake has been in like the Billboard Top 100 every single week for the last oh, like, shit. for the last like 10 or 11 years. And don't get it twisted. Like, 
I like Drake. I think Sam would say he enjoys some of his music. And, yeah. um, you know, push comes to shove, me, me and Sam always, you know, give credit when it's due, right? Like we said, we right. don't really like Taylor Swift and her music, and it's not something that we really listen to much. But we'll, we have no problem saying that she's a great artist. You know, she wouldn't 100%. be in the conversation. Um, but, yeah, I think that's the same thing with Drake. I think he, he uh, maybe in, he's got an album coming out soon. We'll see um, how long he can last. But he's also putting himself out there in um, other ways besides music. Yeah, I would agree with that 100%. I'm looking at an article here. And it says the 17 musicians, millennials say, represent their generation. This Jesus. list is... Rat them off, baby. I, I don't know. Some of them are fucking crazy. I don't know where they're pulling these names. But uh, Taylor Swift was at one, Beyonce okay. at two, okay. Ariana Grande. Not a bad one. Not a bad yeah. one. I don't really love two, her. Drake, two, Justin two. Bieber. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say Ariana Grande, I like her music. I think yeah, it hasn't had that fine. long of a run then. That's my thing. She doesn't have, like, the staying power. But, yeah, she's, got, uh, she's got to put some more years. Here's where this list gets kind of crazy. Billie Eilish, that just can't be. She's way too young. And when that, I feel like that'd be the group under us, the Zoomers. <laughs> yeah, then yeah. we got Michael Jackson, which I feel like is too old. That can't, right? And he might be canceled by the time our generation's up. So uh, who knows? <laughs> Then we got Backstreet Boys, but they don't have any staying power. They're already gone. They've been yeah, they gone. Probably like three, four years. And sync. No, uh, no sync on this list. How do you have Backstreet yeah. Boys but not NSYNC? This list is banana land. Then they it's got not, Eminem. Not bad. Is, he had a big – yeah, but he's kind of slowed down. You know what I mean? Yeah, and he's like not – he's not like relate – like – I don't think the his style music will be, like, relatable. You know what I mean? Right. I think Jay-Z more than Eminem. Jay-Z not on the list, but we got Chris Brown. He's canceled. We're not like that, right? We can't – I think he's what out. What about Rihanna? But she don't make music. All right, I was going to say, she's coming up on the list. That's definitely a big miss. Rihanna's a big fucking deal. We should have – that was a drop on us. And then uh, Lizzo, but she just came on the scene. Brother, Lizzo hasn't – that song – the truth hurts came out like four years ago she hasn't put out any music after that so how can she be on the fucking list that's garbage i also wanted to talk about that too was like where is lizzo like she has made music the music that made her popular took her a long time which i get i I respect you know keep working at it but hasn't made new music no right I, i agree i don't know how she could be on this list they also got britney spears Another miss, but she's also not no staying power. She what about Justin off. Timberlake, who deserves to be on? That? I was gonna say it too, but same thing. I mean, he's kind of he's Mr. Likable, so in a way, he's kind of had the staying power because he's been on like you know SNL, he's boys with Jimmy Fallon, blah blah blah. And his music's actually yeah, not that bad. Is, yeah, what's that? The 2020 experience was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I like all. I mean, early JT man, cry me a river, Senorita. Yeah. Oh, and another miss here, uh, Lady Gaga. Oh, yeah. She's definitely, yeah, you can't. It actually almost hurt Lady Gaga that social media wasn't as strong as it is now. But, man, because let me tell you, if it was like how it is today, Lady Gaga would be on, like, she'd be the top. Like, I don't think. Because she, at one point, like, from, like, 2007 to 2011, like, 
the top, like dominated. She had a run, man. Yeah. And then and then she just did Star is Born, and that was a big hit. And, you know, I, I don't know. I th- That's a big miss on us. I think she'll probably be a bigger deal than we think, even down the road. I had someone else that I wanted to say. I don't know. I'm trying to think. I feel like Lil Wayne could have had a bigger impact, but I think he's just not doing well. Yeah, I mean, I, to me, at one point, Lil Wayne was the best rapper in the game, you know? Yeah. At one point. No, I mean, he's awesome. His music's fantastic. It's, I, but, I th- like, he's just kind of fallen off the face of the earth here. I just the, don't think you – know? I think it's really hard for rappers to be – Yeah. To be, like, to, for even Drake to be in that conversation is, like, very impressive. But you know why? It's because he went Mickey Mouse. Like, we talked about – I think that was episode one. Yeah, I think so, too. Shout out, it's man. It, Ten episodes, the, baby. History. Wow. It's been a long and crazy <laughs> ride. But, yeah, so I don't know. I agree with that, that. I think it's a good question. I'm still going to stick with my – I don't know. I kind of like Lady Gaga now. But I think Bieber will make splashes longer. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I hope so. I'm a big uh, believer, so hopefully he keeps it rolling. Um, yeah. So this is good food for thought. You know, we're excited to kind of bring you this QT&A just random stuff that pops in our head. If you guys have any questions that need answers, please hit the DMs. We'll be happy to help you out. So um, last segment, shout-out of the week. You know, my shout-out of the week um, goes to a brand um, that I just tried. First form, for those interested in, you know, um, stuff for protein powder, um, Opti Greens, Reds like that, you know, supplements, things along the nature. Something that I've been a little hesitant to get because they are a little bit expensive. But, man, let me tell you, definitely some of the best stuff um, I've been um, had or had taken in the past. And this, it's, it's really worth it. Definitely invest in yourself. If you're looking for any type of supplements, hit up First Form. Best in the game. That's my shout-out. There you out go. Shout-out to them. My shout-out of the week, vineyards slash wineries. Or Not whatever vineyard vines. Not Vineyard Vines. Fuck Vineyard Vines. That's for another episode, though. But I went to a winery this last weekend. And let me tell you, during these times of socially distancing and everything, this was a fantastic activity. You know, I, we went. I, we, we barely saw another human. We were so far away from other people. Got to have a nice bottle of wine. Got to sit outdoors. You know, whenever we had – if you had to go to the bathroom, you mask up. But other than that, it was totally, like, low contact. You're outdoors. You're away from other people. And it was incredibly fun. Could not recommend more. If you got a winery near you, go check it out. It's a great way to kill a few hours um, and a lot of fun. So that's do what they, I recommend. Uh, do they have uh, food there? Or could you bring your stuff? Because I've been to a couple wineries, and um, I did enjoy it. So I'm just curious kind of what, what happened. Uh, I don't know if you could bring your own food, but they did have uh, – if, if you follow us on Instagram, if you don't, go follow us. I put up a story of it this weekend. But uh, they did have uh, Chapico boards there for sale that we got. It was quite lovely. Very delicious, you know. They had to prepackage them so that they were, like, safe and cleaned down and everything. So that was kind of a bummer. But, you know, it was pretty good. It was good. It was a lovely little experience. Would recommend. There you have it, folks. Uh, Vineyard, wineries. Now I'm going to look up wineries nearby, and I'm going to go and have myself a nice bottle of wine. Please don't drink and drive. Um, yeah, maybe get a B&B. Make a weekend out of it. There you go. There you go. So uh, That wraps up episode 10. Like Sam said in the beginning, we want to say thanks to all 
the Griddle Gang members for sticking with us. We want to even say thanks to ourselves, who never thought we could have 10 episodes on podcasts. Cats um, on the back, all around. But, you know, any, anything is possible. You know, so we want to say thank you. There is more to come. You know, we've got a lot of great things coming up for you guys. Um, so we're, we're excited. for you, Rogan. We are. So that's all, folks. That's all, folks. You and I decided we were going to take our space and what happened. Yeah, and then I got into an entanglement with August. An entanglement with August. An entanglement with August. An entanglement. An entanglement. An entanglement with August. An entanglement with August. An entanglement with August. An entanglement. An entanglement. An entanglement with August. An entanglement with August. An entanglement with August. An entanglement. An entanglement. An entanglement with August. Into an entanglement with August. An entanglement with August. With August. With August. An entanglement with August. An entanglement with August. An entanglement with August. With August. 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 Entanglement with August. An entanglement with August. An entanglement. An entanglement. An entanglement with August. An entanglement with August. An entanglement with August. An entanglement. An entanglement. An entanglement with August.